The Beloved Ministry is inspired by chapter 7, verse 10 of the Song of Songs. I am my beloved's and his desire is for me. Our aim is to help women, whatever their age or state of life, to come to know their true identity as God's beloved. This week, I have the pleasure of chatting with Alice and Kasha. You will know Alice already from previous episodes and you will also know Kasha's voice as she's been praying for you each week. In our conversation, we delve into getting to know and to love Mary. So thank you for finding time in this busy week to join with us as we chat, sing and pray. reading from the Gospel according to St. Luke. In the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent by God to a town in Galilee called Nazareth, to a virgin betrothed to a man named Joseph of the house of David, and the virgin's name was Mary. He went in and said to her, Rejoice, so highly favoured, the Lord is with you. She was deeply disturbed by these words and asked herself what this greeting could mean. But the angel said to her, Mary, do not be afraid. You have won God's favour. Listen, you are to conceive and bear a son, and you must name him Jesus. He will be great and will be called Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of his ancestor David. He will rule over the house of Jacob forever, and his reign will have no end. Mary said to the angel, But how can this come about, since I am a virgin? The Holy Spirit will come upon you, the angel answered, and the power of the Most High will cover you with its shadow, and so the child will be holy and will be called Son of God. Know this too, your kinswoman Elizabeth, has in her old age herself conceived a son, and she whom people called barren is now in her sixth month, for nothing is impossible to God. I am the handmaid of the Lord, said Mary. Let what you have said be done to me. And the angel left her. The Gospel of the Lord. So welcome to episode four of the Beloved Podcast. I'm your host, Ifa Willis, and I'm joined today by Alice Hall, who we met in episodes one and two. Hi, Alice. Hi, Ifa. Thanks for having me back. 
you're most welcome. And today we're also joined by Kasha. Kasha, would you like to introduce yourself? Sure, thank you. Uh, my name, actually, full name is Katarzyna Biegańska. And um, I, who am I? I'm beloved daughter of God and <laughs> my father's princess. Um, Amen. In human <laughs> terms, <laughs> I'm Polish <laughs> and uh, I work as a psychotherapist and human development tutor in the seminary at Oscott. And welcome you all. <laughs> Thank you. That's really, really nice to have you both with us. So today we are focused on Mary. Uh, Mary is the ultimate role model for us as Catholic women. So perhaps, Kasia, you can start us off by telling us what your relationship with Mary is like. Oh, thanks, Ifa. Um, well, I, I, thinking about it, I've just realized that she has always been present in my life. And uh, she was so it was so normal that like she she she's been there um and it's just when i arrived to england um 14 years ago i've realized it's not the reality for everybody else <laughs> and um it, yeah i grew up in poland and and her presence is there it's, she's just there and i know it's not true for every pole but for me She's been there always. And all I can, like she was there first before Jesus, as it were. And I'm reminded of John's gospel when uh, there's a wedding at Cana. And the second verse says, uh, the mother of Jesus was there and Jesus and his disciples. And I found the answer in it. You know, sometimes she's first. And I, I, I believe that her prayers and her intercessions and her love brought me to to Jesus so yes she is my mother and she's the one who loves me and prays for me that's yeah. beautiful that's beautiful thank you Kasha how about you Alice as a as a Brit as a Brit um <laughs> and growing up in a family where my my mum was a convert from Anglicanism so I think Mary had never been there for her my dad was very traditional Catholic, but um, my parents came into what we call the charismatic renewal when I was very young. And there was a very strong emphasis on relationship with Jesus. So I'd say quite different from Kasha's experience. And actually, there was something that happened when I was quite little. We moved to Malaysia and there was like, I think like Kasha's saying, you know, different cultures have different um, devotions. Mm. And I remember there was this sort of pro pr procession, you know, with a statue of Our Lady and people putting flowers. And I, I remember distinctly, my dad doesn't remember this, but I remember him pulling me aside and saying, you know, we don't, we don't need to go to Mary. We can go directly to Jesus. And that was probably something that sort of fundamentally kind of got talked to me. Um, and when I was mm. older, I had real problems with the doctrines about Mary. Um, a, a good friend of mine left the church because of the dogmas of Mary. And he'd been quite a strong influence in me in terms of my discipleship. So um, there was sort of doctrinal issues there. But now actually reflecting on it, I realized that probably, you know, like we say, your relationship with God sometimes can be um, somehow colored by your relationship with your own father. 
um, I believe that your relationship with Mary can be colored by your relationship with your own mum. And I can really see now, um, you know, there was sort of a doctrinal journey of me kind of becoming much more Catholic and understanding my Catholic faith. And part of that obviously was trying to understand the things about Our Lady. I'm very ecumenical. I'm very pro-unity and, um, you know, and understanding those things in order to be able to explain them was really a, a very important part of my faith journey. But I can see that, you know, your questions about our relationship with Mary, and I can see that I really do have a relationship with Mary, but it's been very up and down and it's been mirrored in my healing journey in terms of things that happened with my mum when I was younger. So my relationship with my mum was quite complicated and, um, you know, is really great now. And I would say that my relationship with Mary has been complicated, but I would say it's really great now. But in a sense that I would say that my devotion to Our Lady is I'm consecrated to Mary and it's something that I would repeat every year, my consecration to Mary. Um, and I've been doing that for a long time. Um, but I would say she's a very quiet presence in my life. And sometimes mm. I suddenly realize she's there and she's like Kasha saying, I know she's been there all the time, but it's like I don't necessarily recognize her presence or give her a lot of I'm not somebody who prays the rosary every day. I'm not somebody, um, you know, who talks about Mary a lot. But I can say now that, yeah, I do have a I do have a deep relationship with Mary and that um, she's become somebody very important in my life. So I think there's been times where that's that sort of took its place. Um, and that would be too long a story to tell. But I just wanted to give you a bit yeah. of a kind of taste that it's been an up and down journey, I suppose. But yeah, I see her as somebody who's been a constant and in particular recently, um, I've really been praying a lot to Our Lady on Doer of Knots and I see Mary's the one I go to when there's an issue <laughs> and I need her to <laughs> sort it out. Um, and she's also been one who I really kind of consecrated my vocational journey to. And I know that that journey, which is an ongoing journey, is something that she holds dear and prays for me in that as well. Yeah. Yeah. I, I have to say, I recognise a lot of what you're saying, Alice, in that in my relationship with Mary, similar to you in that the, there's, there's been a big influence of the Anglican church in my upbringing. My dad is is Anglican and I, I married uh, someone brought up in the Church of England, uh, although he is now a Catholic, praise Jesus. And um, yeah, so at, growing up, uh, my parents both very firm in their faith and practicing Christians, but in these different camps. And so the way that that was dealt with um, in their relationship was that those areas of disagreement were just not focused on and almost not talked about. And so Mary was obviously one of those <laughs> things that wasn't there. But I, at the same time, like you're saying, Alex, she was always there. You know, I went to a primary school dedicated to Our Lady. Uh, the parish, my parish is dedicated to Our Lady and she's always been there as a presence in my life. But really in the last year, in 2020, it's been a real year of recognising that for me. So um, at the last live beloved retreat, um, I was asked to talk about Mary and that was a real challenge for me because of... Uh, all of that stuff um but I, I totally uh embraced that challenge and I recognized that this was something that Jesus was asking me to do you know uh he sort of I, I sort of had this conversation with Jesus along the lines of um the way one of the ways that you love your husband is that you love his family and you love his mum and 
you know, you you say that you love me, but you don't have any relationship with my mum, and that's not right. And so, <laughs> so I really felt like Jesus was calling me to to get to know his mum this year, and and it's been a really joyful um, journey of discovery. Really, I, I've done a lot of reading and just a lot of sitting when it, when when churches first opened again after the initial phase of lockdown. Uh, but before mass was allowed, I spent uh, some time just sitting in the church in front of uh, the altar of Mary and and just sitting with her. And yeah, it's been a it's been a real interesting year in that sense for me. OK, but if I may add something, yes. um, uh, I think two things. I, I also would say that. In my life, Mary is not someone who's up front and, you know, she's just from time to time, I could just see her like, you know, I say, hi, <laughs> I'm here. And but then I sense she's been there all the time, mm. but only from time to time, she will let me know it's her. Yeah. And her presence is is quiet, really. And also my family is not, um, you know, like deeply, deeply believe. I mean, my parents, I don't remember them going to church when I was a child. So somehow... I, I take her presence as a as as, as grace really yeah. in my life. Yeah. So I just wanted to add this. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So in the in the gospel that we are reflecting on, Mary's yes, it it transformed the universe. The whole world is different because she said yes. So uh, Alice, perhaps you can start us off on thinking about how we can say yes to God and transform our world yeah I love this question Ifa because I actually spent a year when I was studying in the states in a house that was dedicated to Mary's yes so it was called Fiat House and our whole kind of thing was to kind of meditate on this line of the gospel where Mary says be it done to me according to your word so it's something I've reflected on a lot and I feel like it's a challenge for me to live in that attitude and I think it's an attitude of surrender to the will of God. Um, and it's something that's really come back in this season during 2020 for me. Um, I don't know if people listening will have heard of the Surrender Novena. Um, it's something that I've been praying a lot during this year. And the the challenge of it is, you know, to really live according to God's will and not to live according to my will and my own agenda um and I think um in episode two I, I also mentioned this book that I was thinking about when I was reflecting on this question it's called interior freedom by Jacques Philippe and um in the book which he's you know looking at this idea of freedom he speaks about like three responses we can have to the will of God or not just to the will of God to ourselves and to our circumstances he talks about rebellion resignation and consent um so this came to me when i was thinking about yes because the yes is this consent and he's saying like consent is saying yes to things even when they maybe don't feel like they're our choice um but that when we say yes then a freedom comes and um yeah, I was I was just reading back on what he says about that. And he says the difference between obviously rebellion is like absolute rejection, right? Resignation, he says, it could be seen as a virtue, 
but it's not a Christian virtue. He said philosoph- philosophically it's a virtue, but in, in the Christian mindset, resignation is it's without hope. Um, and he said the mm-hmm. difference when you consent to the will of God is that you have hope, even when something is a difficult situation, you have hope that um, it's going to get better. So it's something I was reflecting on, really, because I think when we say yes to the will of God and when we say yes, even to our own circumstances, that brings freedom. And that attitude of like freedom is, I think, what transforms the world (laughs) and transforms Mm. our world. Because um, when I feel like I'm stuck or I'm trapped, I don't. Yeah, I don't, uh, I don't kind of, I think it was what we were talking about in episode one is a bit about knowing our own identity, you know, coming out, out of that yeah. place. So for me, this whole thing about saying yes and reflecting on Mary's yes as a transformative power is, is kind of saying yes to God's will. Um, yes to, yes to what my situation is and, um, and that attitude of trust and surrender I feel that's been a little bit complicated, but that was kind of where my thoughts were around this question. Yeah, yeah. Kasha? Yay. <laughs> um, I, I think that I can say yes, uh, not like Mary, but like Kasha mm. <laughs> only. Okay, so my yes is kind of engraved it's uh, it comes from me and as such i i um i think of a few steps first one uh is getting to know myself like on purely human level really uh my so-called weaknesses and strengths and my desires my my thoughts my feelings everything that that is me in in terms of a human being with the light of faith and there comes prayer okay so i getting to know myself know myself then uh, praying so spending time with him giving him the time uh, searching for him and his will in my life but also not as from something from up, uh, outside of me but something that is inside of me as he lives in me and he's the author of my heart and uh, therefore my desires that's why when I get to know it and untwist it a little bit because obviously there is uh, brokenness that comes with it so okay <laughs> getting to know myself spending time in prayer trusting him and trusting myself mm. He trusts me, I believe that, and therefore I can trust myself and then make decisions, okay? Give myself time uh, and and when the time comes, or so set myself a time frame and make decisions. Um, and I remember here the sentence that St. Teresa of Avila said, God and I together we are the majority. Yeah, so something that, within that I can see my yes and that transforms my life therefore it transforms the 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 world mm. um yeah I can see that this is my influence over this world yeah through my yes and through the transformation of my life mm. um 
yeah 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 I think when I was reflecting on this question I was thinking about how Mary's actions are not that they, they have profound effects but they're they're small actions it's a simple yes and and her prayers in in scripture her prayers are never long and complicated and complex it's just it's simple it's authentic it it's being true to herself like you're saying Kasha but but yeah so I was thinking about that and then I was thinking about um in terms of that 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 small obedience that small consent having ripples that go out throughout the world and so I was thinking about well how does my life ripple out throughout the world and um one of the things I have decided to do this advent was to to read prayerfully the fratelli tutti the the encyclical um that pope francis has given us and and very much in that it it's about the those things that we do and how our our influence and our decisions can can ripple out throughout the world in terms of you know the environment and uh, the created world and that sort of thing so i was sort of reflecting on those things and and yeah so being living simply and uh just the, the small things that i can do that can that can have big effects so yeah and and how transformative that can be for the world what strikes me is you're both sharing is that that quote from saint catherine of siena you know if you set if you are who you who you're meant to be you're going to set the world on fire you know that somehow we can think mm. it's a little thing you know like our yes but actually yeah it's in the plan of God, isn't it? Or Newman's thing of like, you're a link in a chain. And, you know, we need yeah. to say yes in order for other things to happen. Um, and and I think yeah. sometimes we can think our life's insignificant, but actually it's all part of God's plan, isn't it? So our yes is so important to him. Yeah. And it's also saying, yes, my life is significant, you know, <laughs> This, when I say yes, I actually yeah. realize that it's an empowering yeah. thing. Yeah, yeah. Mm. absolutely, absolutely. Mm. Okay, well, we are now in the final few days leading up to Christmas, um, and uh, certainly for myself, a temptation is to be incredibly busy with preparations and pre-Christmas celebrations and different things like that. Um, Mary shows us what we should do as in we should do what what Jesus tells us but she also shows us how we should be so how will you respond to that call to be especially this week this busy uh, celebration week how how are you responding to that call Kasha do you want to start us off it's a big question. <laughs> it's a it's a big question. I'm not sure how to come to it because, well, um, thinking years back, I found myself busy, but not exactly with the preparations. Uh, when I used to work as a catechist back in Poland, it was very busy with, um, you know, we had like Rorate Mass every day for for children at 6 a.m. in the morning. And by that time, I was already very tired. <laughs> so it was, it was more that. But also with the years, I have learned to actually more be, okay? So I will just, I, I hope to continue with what I'm 
I'm doing. So every day give myself and God in me the time just to be. And I think protecting that space would be uh, the most important. And if I manage to do, you know, something above that, that would be great. If not, that's, that's going to be enough. Um, yeah, this is what I actually think. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I was thinking about this, that really my journey with Mary has been one of learning the importance of being um, overdoing. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, like in week one, we were talking about when you operate from that place of your, knowing your true identity, you operate from a different space. And I, I feel it's the same, like what Cash is saying, you know, you have to work hard to protect that space of being um, because we can become so overwhelmed with the doing, you know, when we're running around like headless chickens. Now I'm hands up. I find these weeks of the year the hardest <laughs> to remain in that space. I, I love Christmas. I love gifts. I'm always thinking I'm going to be more organized and I never am. And I'm always doing the last minute Christmas shopping and um, <laughs> that disastrous thing where you get your pay packet early just before Christmas and then go spend it all on extra mm. presents. So, I mean, and I'm, I've become a real feeder. I really enjoy, you know, doing the cooking and hosting Christmas. So I think it can just be very hard you know, especially for many women um, who really want to make it a special time for their families. And um, yeah, so I'm going to say that it's really about priorities, I suppose. So like, as Kasha is saying this, I think, okay, you know, protect the being time and protect Mm -hmm. the prayer um, so that you can take a moment. You know, I love these days where we're looking at the O antiphons. So that's something that I try to do, Mm -hmm. like, just take each of those antiphons and have a little think about, you know, what what does mm. this say about Jesus's character? And um, if people don't know what that is, it's I think it's the the Magnificat antiphon each day in the office in this novena leading up to Christmas begins with a different um, O wisdom and O root of Jesse. Um, yeah. So yeah, just I don't know to take something practical, maybe just the gospel like we're doing with this podcast to root ourselves as we said in week one because I just think it's easy to lose those things that we've decided to do for Advent and as we've been saying in some of the previous episodes about um you know making sure we stay in Advent until Christmas comes maybe that's the thing about being and anticipating yeah I think this question I was uh, very much talking to myself because I am someone who loves to be busy (laughs) (laughs) and especially uh, you know in these in these few days leading up you know like it's it's all it's good busy it, it's seeing all the people that you love uh, it's spending time singing all the christmas carols and things and i think this year is definitely like the whole year has been a lesson in being and not doing because we haven't been able to do all of the things that we would normally do um, i know like for me easter was really a challenge in terms of not doing because usually at Easter I'm doing a million and uh, things um, and yeah it was a real challenge so I, I am I'm feeling like Christmas again it's going to be a challenge where you know the world has taken away the option yeah of doing all of the things that we would normally do so the things that we've got left I'm, I'm trying to do more prayerfully and and be really present in the online carol service or the you know the, the 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 few things that we're able to do and and you know if, if i'm able to spend time 
with you know not, not the whole family gathered together the whole extended family but the, the people that I am able to spend time with to be truly present in those things and not already thinking about the next engagement that I've got um I think that's my challenge there uh, and yeah to exactly like you said Alice to stay in Advent right up to the moment on Christmas Eve <laughs> um indeed that leads us really nicely onto my last question which is about how it, in in our culture by sort of Boxing Day or even sometimes Christmas Day afternoon people are already checking out their Christmas trees and moving on to the next thing there's already Easter eggs in the shops on Boxing Day and um yeah Christmas is over already before it's almost begun in in our culture um but the church gives us a whole season beginning on Christmas day to celebrate Emmanuel so how will you stay in the stable with Mary and Joseph and Jesus for the whole octave of Christmas this time <laughs> right. uh, I will be unpacking the gift of being Polish, really, because <laughs> I don't know anything yeah. else. We put the Christmas yeah. tree on yeah. Christmas Eve, and then yeah. we put it down on the second mm. of February, <laughs> or in the during the yeah, as the presentation of of uh, Christ, um, little Jesus in the temple, and uh, it's just we don't even sing carols in mm. Advent. We sing sing more advent songs um so it's still in me even though i've lived here for a while it's still in me and um yes i i just yeah don't don't know much else than that (laughs) in a sense so (laughs) um and i and i like Mm. it really i sing in a choir here and we would sing carols till Mm. the second of february easily you know on any concert here obviously this year is and has been different and is going to be different uh but old habits die (laughs) hard (laughs) so i count on that grace (laughs) i don't know if it's helpful but it's a blessing it's It's a blessing i think the culture can influence us so much can't it but for me i mean this great it's such a grace the christmas season um like kasha i you know when i learned that you know, the full 40 days of the Christmas season was up till my birthday, which is the 2nd of February. Um, You know, (laughs) but especially the octave, as you're saying, I feel like actually this for me is the antidote of the previous question where I'm saying I'm really bad at staying present at the end of Advent and then I get really busy and I get worked up with Christmas things. So I find actually spiritually, I often find the Christmas octave is the time when I really can go, oh, thank God it's Christmas day every day for eight days and I can relive the moment and so I think just practically as long as I don't put in too many engagements which is generally my issue in the past um but as (laughs) you're saying if you know we're being forced to live in a different way this year um then I can find myself in these days after Christmas really reflecting back on the words that have been spoken over over the Christmas um Christmas Eve Christmas Day you know those beautiful Mm. readings and then the readings that continue and all the feasts that we celebrate as well in this week um so I think there's you know I was thinking about this I think it's quite reflective of probably what the first Christmas was like so I often Mm. think that during the octave because I think 
I've, you know, I've had the blessing, even though I'm single, I've had the blessing of dealering at five births. And I think, you know, that anticipation of the birth and like, when's it going to happen? And then, you know, just the craziness of, of birth and, <laughs> um, you know, just before and after you know those those first few days are just crazy you lose time just like we do at Christmas every time I don't know if you guys have this in your household like what day of the week is it it just seems like you're in a different zone so I feel like it's quite akin (laughs) to that experience of giving birth and you know so then I just think what's that period like you know of settling in with the newborn and I think really you know for Joseph and Mary more than those of you with several children who've got lots of children at home maybe after a newborn um don't have this kind of same experience but that thing of sort of settling in and taking time with him and just being in wonder as to what has happened you know one of my favorite Christmas movies the star I don't know if people have seen it that cartoon with the little donkey who like follows Jesus around and that whole thing you know is is them all all these animals in the stable with them and that in that kind of yeah imagination I suppose you can place yourself and practically for me like I really love to go to mass if I can every day during the season and to spend time after each mass in front of the the crib in the church um and to yeah just really reflect on that um that brings me into the place of being a guest and mm. so that will be uh, what I try to do in the sort of just to spend time with him and thank god for the gift of him um mm. you know I've yeah. been a bit of a one in this podcast to talk about advent as the time of waiting for Jesus's return and his second coming which I think is a big part but for sure I'm a big one in the Christmas season of celebrating the fact that he did come in his first coming and and yeah. the wonder of yeah. Emmanuel that God is now with us in such a earthy real way you know um and I thank God that he knows yeah. all of the stuff from last week <laughs> um or this week coming you know <laughs> um after Christmas he's like okay let's just calm down now Alice and spend a bit of quiet time together <laughs> yeah yeah oh that's lovely I think for me like one of the things is that totally taking that you're right it's like a different world that octave of Christmas none of the days of the week have any meaning you know what is Wednesday if it's you know between Christmas and uh in that octave it's it's nothing um and for us in our family like we we like to well, most of the time we eat vegetarian, but for feast days, we, we have meat. And so I think one of the things that we're doing is we're going to have meat every day in the octave. And just to, as a sort of conscious, this is still a feast day. And this is, you know, we're going to celebrate this in the food that we eat, in the way that we are together and, and continue, mm. um, continue that. Um, and I think like, so many people by by new year's day or onto like new year's resolutions and i'm going to be on this diet and lose my christmas weight and i'm i'm very happy to say no i'm still feasting even on uh you know even on new year's day i'm still feasting this is still this is this is the the most significant celebration you know this is the most significant um beginning for us and and let's make a big deal of it and not let it be over quickly. And the other thing I think is, um, I, I really like what you're saying, Alice, about that that first time with it with your first baby. I definitely recognise that when when my first was born. Again, that there's no such thing as days of the week in that in that time. But also, there's a real 
uh, yeah, a sense of needing to be gentle with each other in that time because it's a sacred space and it's a celebration space and it but it's also a time when we need to be gentle and I think yeah, it's a time of giving in terms of gifts and things but also of forgiving um, and I think it's a time when we're all sort of I mean like I said we've done a lot of this this year of being in with the same people in a close space and it's that time of year you don't really go outside that much it's cold miserable and and it's easy in that time to to rub up against each other. So I think being conscious that part of the giving of Christmas is forgiving each other. And yeah, so that's an important part of it for me too. And just don't worry about getting on the scales. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm with you there. <laughs> wow. Well, thank you very thank much you, for joining me today in, in uh, talking about Mary and um enjoy the full octave of christmas and celebrate it and um and look forward to seeing you again soon now we're moving from chatting to song and to prayer this week kasha is going to lead us in singing a song called mary did you know and then she will pray for you Mary, did you know that your baby boy will someday walk on water? Mary, did you know that your baby boy will save us sons and daughters? Did you know?
moment of grace, this moment where, where and when we know that you are present, that you are with us. Father, I thank you for creating Mary. I thank you for the gift of her life and for every blessing that came through her, especially for the presence of our Lord Jesus Christ as she is his earthly mother. Father, I thank you that Mary is the spouse of the Holy Spirit, that wherever he is, she is too. Thank you that you invite us not to be afraid of taking Mary into our house and that we don't have to be afraid of loving her too much because we will never love her as much as Jesus does, as you do. Father, I thank you for her presence in our lives, whether we are aware of it or not. Thank you for all the gifts and blessings that you lavish upon us through her intercessions, through her love for you and through her love for us. Mother Mary, we entrust ourselves now into your loving care and prayers. As we say, Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners now, and that's the hour of our death. Amen. joining us this week if the podcast has blessed you please share us with your friends and on the podcast provider you're using subscribe so you never miss an episode take a look at the notes that accompany the podcast where you'll find some prompts to journal or to reflect on and there's a link to our facebook group where you can find others who are listening to there's also a link to the zion community website where you can make a donation to support the work of beloved thanks to 
everyone in the beloved team who's contributed to this episode. And thanks especially to anyone who's invited others to listen. It is this community that makes our ministry possible. The next episode will come out as usual on Wednesday. This Wednesday is before Christmas, but we're going to continue to focus on the gospel for the coming Sunday, which is the Feast of the Holy Family. So you may choose to hold off listening until the time feels right to you. Have a happy and blessed Christmas, beloved sisters.